Hey friends, this is Josh Blair, and I'm the pastor of Central Valley Church, and this is our podcast. My prayer for the message you hear today is that it will inspire you and encourage you to walk closer with Jesus this week. If you want to stay connected with us, please check us out at CVC Madera, both on Facebook and Instagram. And you can check out our YouTube channel, Central Valley Church. Thank you very much. Awesome. Let's uh, let's pray together uh, while we while we go to God's word. Lord Jesus, I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you, Lord, for the move of your spirit tonight already. We thank you for the anointing upon our worship and our worship team. I thank you, God, for, this, for your spirit that's breaking out over us right now. And I pray, God, for continued supernatural touch from you, Jesus. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. So ultimately, we're here tonight, uh, our first Wednesday night. And I have to believe that you're here for a purpose uh, because you have a... a a desire to know Jesus more fully. Would you say amen to that? Amen. You're here because you have a hunger and a thirst for Jesus. And ultimately, we're launching these summer nights because we want to continue to pour into you to help you pursue your relationship with Jesus like never before. And I think that deep down, every one of us who are here tonight have a hunger and a desire to know Jesus. And you want to see something. I think some of you are here tonight, and you're, you're asking yourself, is this real or not real? Is God real and powerful, like Pastor is saying, or is he not? Is God going to do something in my heart tonight, or is he not? I think that some of you are in that moment right now. I think some of you want to be transformed into the image of Christ. I think some of you have been following Jesus now for quite some time, and you're still frustrated that you don't exactly look like Jesus. Anybody? Yeah. You, you want to live like Jesus. You want to love like Jesus. You want, to, you want to be like Jesus. You want to be more like him, and you're running up against some struggles. Maybe you're struggling to let go of some things in your past, or you're struggling to overcome some things, and you're wondering, how do I become more like Jesus? Anybody ask themselves that? How do I become a better follower of Jesus? Maybe you're thinking tonight, I just need to try harder. Anybody say that before? I just got to try harder. I just got to be better. I just got to grip my teeth, and I just got to make it happen. I just got to, I got to be more patient. I got to be more kind. I got to be more loving. I got to be more caring. Anybody ever said that besides me? Of course. We all struggle with that. We all have that shortcoming in our lives. We all feel that frustration between wanting to be more like Jesus and falling short of becoming more like him every day. So tonight I want to help us get a, clo get a closer understanding of what it means to look like Jesus and get closer to that goal of becoming more like him every day. Would you be interested in hearing something like that tonight? How can I get to my goal of becoming more like Jesus today so that I can love like him, I can live like him, I can look like him more and more each day? See, the reality is it's going to take some action on our part to get to where we need to go. So if you were hoping that you could just cruise in here, I'd lay my hands on you and you'd just be like a phenomenal Christian and never have any struggles, it's not going to go that easily. All right, so sorry to disappoint some of you. But that's not how it's going to work. There's going to be some effort and some action that we need to take to get to where we know God is calling us to. Can you say amen? Maybe that was a hard amen for you tonight. Amen. Oh, it's 
See, I, I don't think that there's a problem with people taking action. Right? I don't think that you have a problem taking action to be more like Jesus. I don't think that you're lazy Christians. I don't. I think the problem is that we're putting our effort in the wrong actions rather than the right actions. I think the problem is that most of us are taking the wrong actions to be more like Jesus, hoping that we'll transform into a better follower of Jesus, and yet we're doing the wrong things, hoping that we'll get a different result. Here's, here's what I mean. I'm going to give you an example, a personal example. All right? So, I don't know if you can tell by looking at me, but sometimes I work out. <laughs> and you're like, no, I don't believe you. So, during COVID, the gym shut down. And I was like, I got to get my workout on. Right? Because I, I don't want that COVID-19 up on my body. You know what I mean? So I started working out, and I was doing all of these things, but I wasn't getting the results I was hoping for. I should get some amens on those, too. Anybody ever felt that way? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I've been going, I, I, I converted part of my garage into a, a gym, and I was even inviting some guys over for accountability to work out together. And I've been working out off and on uh, since high school. Uh, which is from, from, from some years ago. <laughs> and uh, as, I, as I worked out, I, I, I worked out with some tremendous guys, very physically fit, but I never reached my ideal of what I had in my mind that I was hoping to get, right? My results, the goals that I was looking for. And I, I, was, I was in my garage, I was doing all my workouts, uh, doing box jumps, and if anybody's ever done box jumps, you know that it ain't pretty. You know, I'm doing these step-ups, working on that tush, you know what I mean? <laughs> Trying to shape up those thighs and doing bench press and shoulder press and overhead tricep extensions and curls and all of these things. And I wasn't getting the result that I was hoping for. And finally, I decided to reach out to a friend of mine who is a, a physical fitness coach. He's a fitness coach, and he started teaching me that Although I was doing all the right exercises to get stronger, I wasn't putting the right things in my body to get me to where I needed to be. I wasn't consuming the right things in the right amounts to feed the goals I was looking to achieve. So I've been doing a lot of movement and a lot of action, but I wasn't consuming the right things in the right portions to grow. He said, Josh, you, you, you have excellent equipment. The equipment is not bad. You've got good stuff. And the workouts that you're doing are, are good, but you're not putting the right things in you, come on, to get the result you want. You're doing all the movement, but you're, you're taking in a bunch of junk that is null and void, that cancels out all the effort that you're putting in. You're trying to get all of these things. You're doing all this motion, but not a lot of growth. He said, he said Josh, you've got to start eating better, eating healthier, like Kasha Go. I never even knew what this was. 
I thought that was like, like a new way of saying, bye, Felicia. You know? He said, you got to start eating kasha go. I was like, go where? I don't know. He says, get this Greek yogurt. Too good. I was like, I don't think it is. <laughs> he said, you got to start eating some balanced breaks and get you some, some baby carrots and start putting these things together and start tracking what you put in your body and being conscious of, of what you're consuming. And you can't just do it willy-nilly. You're not going to get the results you want by just doing stuff randomly. You have to have a plan of action. You have to map out what you want and then stick with it. No matter what comes your way, no matter what happens, no matter what's thrown at you, hang on to the plan. As he wrote out my plan these last several weeks of food that he wants me to consume and workouts together, you begin to see some transformation. But it's not easy. And some of you, I think, have been doing a lot of movement for God. You've been going through the motions of what it looks like to be a Christian, but you haven't experienced a whole lot of growth. Maybe because you've been doing some of the right things, but you've been not been consuming the right things in the right proportion. And you've just been kind of scattering moments with God, but you've not set a plan in motion to say, what do I need to do to achieve this growth in my life? See, it takes discipline. It takes consistency. My fitness coach, he told me, Josh, to get in the top peak physical condition, it's actually 80% diet and only 20% exercise. See, some of you have been trying to become a better follower of Jesus by trying to do more. Trying to be right and trying to do right. But you haven't been dining on the right things. You haven't been eating the right stuff. You've not been consuming the right things that God has already put before you to say, come and eat. See, doing things for the Lord is good but it isn't enough to transform you into his likeness. Working nonstop, being at the church nonstop, going, going, going is not going to get you to where you want to go. Doing and doing and doing for Jesus won't change your heart. It won't change your attitude. It won't change your desires. It won't build a new character. It won't ratify and change your mindset. It'll make you tired. Doing things for the Lord are good. It's a good thing, but it won't get you to where you need to go. Church, tonight it's about what you eat. It's about what you eat. See, the word of the Lord tells us in Psalm 34, 8, in a poem that David wrote, he says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. And blessed is the man or the woman who takes refuge in him. Tasting and seeing requires action on our part, but the right kind of action. See, the Bible doesn't say, do and say that the Lord is good. It says, taste and see. Something that we take in, not something that we do. See, I, I, I sense that some of you have been struggling 
with trying to do more for the Lord when he's telling you, come sit at my table and dine with me. Come, I have prepared a meal for you that is not only healthy, but it tastes great. And it's not only good for you, it will transform you into the likeness of my son. See, there must be action in consuming something of God that awakens our senses to him and causes us to see his goodness. When's the last time you tasted something of God and you were, your eyes were open to his goodness? When was the last time you did something and then your eyes were lifted up and you could see the goodness and the greatness of God? Have you ever just stopped for a moment? Ask yourself, when's the last time I saw God's goodness? Perhaps you don't have an answer to that because you've not been tasting of his goodness. What's powerful about his goodness, Paul writes in Romans chapter 2, is that his goodness leads us to repentance. What is repentance? Repentance is more than just saying sorry for committing a sin. Repentance is a word that says, I turn from the direction I'm going in and I turn into a different direction. Some of us need to repent of the way we've been going so that we can turn and go to the direction God wants us to go. It's a turning away from and going into a new and an opposite direction. See, some of you are wanting to go in a new direction or an opposite direction with the Lord to be, to be growing more like Him every day, but that requires a turning. See, when we talk about repentance, sometimes we only think about sin. I need to repent from my sin. I need to turn from my sin. But some of us need to turn from old mindsets. Some of us need to turn from old patterns. Maybe those aren't bad patterns, but they're just keeping you from being on track with what God is wanting to do in your life. Maybe, maybe we need to say, you know what? I don't need that candy bar, spiritually, maybe even physically. I don't need to be doing the stuff I used to be doing so that I can set my mind on what God wants me to do. So I can set my mind on things that are higher and that are greater so that I can go the direction God wants me to go. Maybe God is wanting to say, I'm trying to give you a new direction, but first you have to turn from the way you already are going. So if you want to grow in Christ's likeness, then you need to allow God's goodness to lead you in a new and better direction in your life. That happens by tasting and seeing. Now the question tonight that we have is how do we taste the goodness of God? Maybe you're asking that right now. How do I taste the goodness? How do I taste the rainbow? That's our ultimate question for tonight. How do I taste the goodness of God? If you're taking notes, the first thing that you need, if you're going to taste the goodness of God, the first thing you need is hunger. You have to be hungry for God to taste the goodness of God. Right? You ever tried to eat something when you're not hungry? You ever gone to the grocery store after you've had a huge meal? Nothing looks good. 
If I eat a huge dinner and I go grocery shopping, I'm leaving the grocery store with like nothing. Because I don't have an appetite. Nothing looks good to me. So there has to be a created in us a hunger so that we can begin to desire to taste something better. Can I ask you, do you have a hunger for Jesus tonight? Do you have a hunger for, for more of him in your life tonight? And if you'll ask yourself honestly, do I have a hunger? And if the answer is no, that's your first place to start. God, create in me a hunger for you. That might be the most powerful prayer you ever pray. God, create in me a hunger for you. See, I want to encourage some of you right now to think back about uh, to the time you first became a follower of Jesus. I want you to think about the hunger that you had when you accepted Jesus into your life. I want you to think back and think about how you couldn't get enough of his word, that you couldn't get enough of the worship. And whenever the church doors were open, you wanted to be there because there was a hunger inside of you that said, I got to have more. What is this? Who is this God that is radically transforming me? Who is this God who promised me eternal life? Who is this God that's breaking chains off me? I want to know him. I want a taste of his goodness. I want to experience him. I want you to think back about the time when you first fell in love with Jesus. Think about the hunger that was there and then ask yourself, is that hunger still there? If not, God, give me a hunger for you. Give me a deeper hunger. Give me everything that you have for me. Help me read your word and love it, God. Help me desire to be in your presence. Help me to be with your people. See, as we mature in the faith, sometimes... We move from not just consuming, but doing. And that is, that is what we need to be doing as followers of Jesus, not just consumers, right? And sometimes people get trapped in that in the church where they just want to consume more and more and more and do nothing with it. Right? They'll listen to podcasts and watch YouTube sermons and worship and come into church and like, gimme, gimme, gimme. Right? God has not called us just to be consumers, but to also be doers. But the problem is, as we sometimes grow in maturity, we begin to do things, and then we let go of also consuming the right things. We get in our mindset that if I just can work a little harder for Jesus, if I can just do more for Him, if I can be more important, if I can have a seat at the table, then maybe I'll be somebody. And yet we don't continue to consume the good stuff. We forget about our private moments with the Lord. We forget about the goodness of his word. We forget about what he's called us to in those quiet places. Because we think now it's about the work. And we get off track. We move our focus without remaining anchored to what's important. I believe that God is saying to us tonight that he wants us to stay hungry for the things of him. So stop trying to perform for him and begin to taste of his goodness, which causes us to 
desire more of him. Some of us see the Bible says that his goodness leads us to repentance or causes us to change and to transform and have a desire for him. But if we stop tasting of his goodness, then we lose the desire to be more like him. Does that make sense? If we stop tasting of his goodness, then we stop desiring to look like him. Because we forget how good he really is. Life will bring in substitutes. See, the problem is when you start eating healthy, your taste buds change. And now this food tastes good. I'm saying, Kasha, go into my stomach now. Because your taste buds change. When you taste authentic things and fruit that is sweet, it becomes sweeter because you're not substituting with artificial flavors and artificial sugars. But if you eat a strawberry, but you've been eating chocolate, that strawberry is not as sweet as that chocolate bar. Why? Because it's artificial and it's pumped full of bad things that make you think it tastes good. And the world will pump in artificial flavors into your life to try to get you to taste those things so that you'll forget about the goodness of God. You'll you'll forget about how sweet and how loving He is. And then we get off track. And we lose our focus. And we get stuck thinking that we have to try harder, we have to do better, when in reality we just need to start tasting and seeing the goodness of God again. So I'm going to give you these notes very quickly as we wrap up our time tonight. I'm going to tell you four things that you need to be tasting. If you want to taste the goodness of God, here are the four things that you need to be tasting in your life. Write these things down. The first one is this. The first thing I want you to taste is God's word. See, the Bible refers to God's word as living water that refreshes our souls and purifies us. You can find that in Ephesians chapter 5 and John chapter 4. The water refreshes you. I can tell you, if you've been outside working today at all, 100-something degrees, you go in and you get a fresh glass of water, whoo, it's refreshing to your soul. See, God's word wants to be refreshing to your soul. In the heat of the life that you've been living, God wants to refresh you with his living water, which is the word. You need to taste it and see how good it is. See, the Bible even tells us that it's like milk that helps us grow and develop as new believers into understanding our salvation. I'll read this quickly, 1 Peter chapter 2. Verse 2 says, Like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it we may grow up into salvation, if indeed we have tasted that the Lord is good. See, the Word of God will help you grow. The Word of God will help you taste of God's goodness. The Word of God is also called meat. But it becomes meat for you when you begin to consume it for yourself. See, the confusion in church sometimes is that we think it's up to the pastor to give us meat. And we'll jump from church to church because we're looking for the right pastor who teaches the right way so that we can consume the meat that they're giving us. And sometimes we'll even say, that pastor, he's just giving me milk, man. That's not deep. I'm, that's so be, like, I'm so beyond that. And that, that's a confusion because any message I give you is really going to be milk for you to help you grow. It becomes meat when you begin to eat it for yourself. How do we know this? Because babies are fed milk to grow, 
But as they grow into toddlers and little children, they learn how to feed themselves. And when they feed themselves, now it becomes to nourish them. And I, as a parent, don't have to continue to spoon feed them because they're growing and they're taking it on for themselves. If I was a grown man today with all of my abilities and someone still had to feed me, there would be a problem. So it's not up to me to give you the meat. It's up to you to take on the meat and chew it for yourself. If I'm the one feeding you, you might be growing on it, but it's not something that you're learning to develop in yourself. See, the Holy Spirit has words specifically for you that he wants to speak to specifically you in your quiet times that I might not know anything about. See, in a setting like this, I can't speak to you individually every single thing that you need to know, but the Holy Spirit can do it in a moment. When you're at home and you open that word uh, and you say, God, speak to me through your word today, and he begins to speak to you and drop into you. That's the meat that God wants to put into your life that will sustain you. So it has to, it has to go from feed me, feed me, feed me to I'm going to feed myself on God's word. Taste his word and see that he is good. See, the word doesn't change, but the way you consume it does change, and it has to change to go from milk to meat. The second thing that I want you to taste is God's presence. Taste his word, begin to feast on his word, and then begin to feast on his presence. Be consumed by his presence. Psalm 1611 says this, Make known to me the path of life, because in your presence there is fullness of joy. If you ever start lacking joy, if you feel depression or anxiety or worry start to try to overcome you, get in God's presence. Because in his presence, the word says, is the fullness of joy. Some of you have not been tasting of his presence And so you become overwhelmed. And the Lord wants to remind you tonight, I have goodness for you in my presence. I have peace in my presence. I have joy in my presence. So he wants to remind you, son, daughter, put down the junk food and come into the goodness that I have for you. What's the fastest way to get into his presence? Do you know the fastest way to get into God's presence? Worship him. Begin to worship him. Worship worship him on your own time, in your own quiet place, and worship him with others. That's why we continue to say, do not forsake or don't forget about the gathering of the brothers and sisters in Christ. Coming together on Sundays and Wednesdays as we we join together because there's something powerful that's released as we come together to worship God in his presence. How do I know this? Because Jesus says, where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there also. Which means you have to be here and I have to be here. We have to do it together to bring his presence in in a supernatural way that doesn't come. It comes in a different way when we're together than when we are alone. See, without you, we could be missing something of God's presence. See, you're an important part of what God is doing here. Without you, it's like a piece of the puzzle that's been missing. 
Because something in you can release something in God's presence that maybe your brother or sister next to you needs. But if you're not here, that, that potentially could be absent in this presence. That's why Jesus says we are the body of Christ. If I have a chunk missing out of my body, I'm going to know it. I'm going to feel it. And I'm going to be hindered by the fact that it's missing. Don't ever allow the enemy to lie to you and tell you that you don't have a part to play in this place. Even if it's just lifting your hands and singing at the top of your lungs in the middle of the congregation because you could be releasing something in God's presence that the person behind you or in front of you or, or, or next to you needs. You are the key sometimes for people to experience the presence of God. How do I know it? Because two or three gathered together, he is there. You can say there's more than two. There's more than three of us now. That's not the point. The point is that you are key. And you are crucial. So learn to taste his presence. Number three, the third thing I want you to taste is God's voice. How do I taste God's voice? Let me tell you. See, Jesus says in John chapter 10, verse 27, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. See, there's something in the voice that he says in verse 28. Through my voice I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one can snatch them out of my hand. There's a security in knowing the Father's voice. How do you know his voice? You learn it through prayer. See, be consumed. This is what I want you to be consumed with. I want you to con be consumed with communing with God in prayer. Every chance you get, every moment of the day, not just when you're going through hard times, not when you're trying to ace a test, not when you're trying to pass your driver's test, not when you're trying to figure out what's going on at home, but every moment of every day, find time, to consume his voice, to hear his voice because he's speaking to you and he wants you to hear him. Just take a moment, even if it's, if you look around in the grocery store, no one's around, just take a knee. Jesus, I love you. I want to know your voice. I'm thank, I thank you, God, that I can buy this food in the grocery store. Right? Or thank you, Jesus. And if someone comes around the corner, oh, exactly, that's what I was looking for. <laughs> but take moments to find time with him. Take moments to find time with Jesus. Because in those moments, you'll hear his voice. I promise you. Because he's speaking. And there's a lot of things he wants his children to hear that, he's, that you've not been hearing. Because you've not been tasting of his voice. And he's saying, wake up. Hello. I love you. I have a plan for you. I've got purpose for you. I've got rest for you. I've got peace for you. I've got joy for you. That the church would not walk around anorexic, starving. Come on. Jesus wants to have some meat on our bones. Because it's too good. Baby, baby carrot body. He wants us to taste. He wants us to see. What can you pray for? Anything. Thank him for the clothes on your back or your friend 
for your family. And if you've got difficult things, take those to Jesus. He can handle them. Take a minute and be with him. Remember what he's brought you from, what Pastor Nick was preaching about on Sunday. Your story. Thank him for your story. Thank you, God, that I was jacked up. I was a fool, but God, you've made me somebody greater. You've done something new in me. Thank him. Thank him for his promises. Learn his voice. Consume his voice. Number four, the last thing I want you to taste is God's spirit. See, we're talking about hunger. The Bible says that he wants to fill us with his Holy Spirit. He wants to empower you. He wants to embolden you. And he's going to make you more like Jesus. In fact, that's the job of the Holy Spirit, to reveal Christ to you and then transform you into the image of Christ. See, Jesus sent his Holy Spirit to us to live inside of us, to strengthen us, to fulfill his mission in the world. So he, he wants you to be filled with him. Daily and continually filled. See, we're a Pentecostal church, y'all. I don't know if you knew that or not. We believe on laying on hands, speaking in tongues, hudashundais and oopadoopas. I don't know. We believe that God can speak in us and move in us. But can I tell you, some of us, we've, we've come to the altar, we've been baptized with the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in new tongues, and then we walk away from it. And we just think about that time. Oh, one time I spoke in tongues. I experienced that once. Oh, I know that's real. I did that one time at a summer camp. Oh, I know that's true because I felt something happen in me one time. But can I tell you something? You can't just eat one, one time in one year and live off of it for the rest of your life. You have to continually be filled with the Holy Spirit. How do I know this? Acts chapter 13, verse 52 says, And the disciples were continually, say continually, continually filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Continually. He wants to fill you again with his Holy Spirit. He wants to fill you again with power. He wants to fill you again with life transformation. And isn't it interesting that with the filling of the Holy Spirit also comes the filling of joy? I've seen some people, they say they're filled with the Holy Spirit, but I'm like, I don't see any joy in you. So with the Holy Spirit comes joy. If you got the Holy Spirit, you ain't got joy, you got something else. <laughs> Take that back to the store, return it. You got something else going on. I heard a pastor say once, how do I have evidence that I've been filled with the Holy Spirit? He says, not, it's not only about speaking in new tongues. It's about bearing the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, meekness, kindness, self-control. God wants to fill you with those things. And guess what? As he fills you and you bear the fruit, of the Spirit, who will you look like? You'll look like Jesus. You'll look like Jesus. You'll love like Jesus. You'll live like Jesus. So church, we have to develop a hunger for Him, and then we have to be willing to say, I have a game plan. I know what I'm going to be feasting on. I know what I'm going to be consuming. I don't have time for Netflix. I need Jesus. I ain't got time to be wasted on other things, and those things are fine and good in their times. 
But if that's what we're consuming all the time, we're going to be trying to do the work of Jesus, but we're consuming all the wrong things, and we're not going to get the result that we're hoping for. So he's saying, family, children, come and dine with me. Come and find me in my word and know my character and who I am and allow me to refresh your soul. Come and be in my presence because in my presence there is joy forevermore. Come and be with me. Come and taste of, of me and hear my voice because if you know my voice, you'll know that there is security and you, I hold you in my hand so you don't, you don't have to flip-flop all night wondering, do I know God or not? No, you know him because you know his voice. Come and be filled with his spirit and let it be overflowing like bubbling living water inside of you that flows out of your mouth and develops the fruit of the spirit in you. And you will be more like Jesus. Thanks for listening to this message. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel to hear past episodes. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to rate it and share it with your friends and help us out a lot. If you're interested in supporting the ministry of Central